Well, hello again. This is Dr. Fisher. The title of this video is Globalization and Big Business. So as you can imagine, we're going to be talking about those two ideas. You know, globalization um, is obviously a major factor in today's society. My PhD is in organizational leadership, and the major thing I remember from the first year of the first class was that we live in a hyper-competitive environment, and so businesses are uh, having to change quickly and dramatically, and that's why leadership is so important. That was the argument. And that's because this hyper-competitive environment is in part because of globalization. Businesses are having to compete not just locally, but, but internationally. And uh, there's so many options out there. I mean, even toothpaste, as you know, you can go down to Walmart or whatever store you prefer, and you'll see how many different brands of toothpaste because there's so many different options. And so businesses really have to be uh, you know, very flexible and very proactive to serve their customers. You know, globalization is a mixed bag, um, and I, I just want you to be able to, cons to, to see both sides of this issue. Because on the one hand, in America, there's this concern politically about globalization, that we're losing American jobs and, uh, you know, outsourcing and so forth, going to international places, and, and, and it, it's viewed as a bad thing. NAFTA is disputed for that very reason, that the uh, American worker is losing their jobs to people in other countries. And, by the way, those people in other countries are being mistreated. You know, they're working in sweatshops. And so, meanwhile, all the, all the while, those evil multinational corporations uh, are making money. Guys, that could certainly be true. And I think there are many instances where it is true. But let's look at the other side of the coin here. You know, biblically, we're not called to be self-righteous. I think politics and even a class like this can really uh, encourage a lot of self-righteousness because you're talking about very important issues, often about life and death. And in those issues, it's very easy to be self-righteous and to vilify the opponent. And I think that is a major problem with, with American politics. You know, left or right, they vilify one another. We're called to be ambassadors for Christ. We're not called to hate our enemies. We're called to love our enemies. So globalization is a very contentious issue. Let's love our enemies through this. Let's look at both sides of the issue. The other fact about globalization is that because of globalization, democracy and prosperity are spreading in the third world in ways that that hadn't been achieved through other venues in the past. Foreign aid from the United States, other nations, uh, you know, doesn't help. It, it often goes to petty tyrants who take all the money, or it, it un makes the uh, currency market in that, that nation unstable. But when you have business growing and thriving in a third world country, you have success in a way that you couldn't duplicate. So now people have access to the middle class way of life that they wouldn't have before. Now, what about those people in those sweatshops and so forth? Should businesses be concerned about that? Well, of course they should. But they need to, we need to remember that working conditions in that country, those conditions were there before the business got there. The fact that people are working in these multinational corporations, in those, in those factories, and, you know, says something about the quality of life that was already there. Uh, pay is going to be lower in a third world nation because the standard of living is lower. So yeah, they, they're not going to make the same amount of money per hour that you and I would. That's the very reason that these companies are outsourcing. So it's not that businesses in these other countries, these multinational corporations, should not be concerned. But let's, let's also be fair to what's really going on in those, in those nations and the living conditions. I think what we'll see with globalization is that standard, the standard of living will increase, especially as nonprofit groups are, are really drawing attention, like with Nike, they've made some changes because uh, voluntary associations, you know, nonprofit groups have tried to bring to light the working conditions in those nations. And I think 
I think for the, for the better, I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, another argument that we need to remember, yes, Americans are losing jobs, but in the free market system, and it's called the theory of comparative advantage, every nation should do that which they're best at and they, that which they can do the most efficiently. Um, to, to try to stop that from happening is to encourage mediocrity. Competition encourages the best. It encourages the most efficient. So right now, I feel like America, we're, we may in many cases be on the short end of the stick because you know, our standard of living is so much higher. Um, we're losing a lot of manufacturing jobs that can be done a lot cheaper elsewhere. Part of that is because we have unions, and unions played a vital role in our society in protecting uh, labor rights and so forth. But I'm concerned now that what has happened is that unions have um, continued to push for the rights of their employees. And yes, now employees are getting paid so much, but because of globalization, they basically price themselves out of the market. And that's something we have to be aware of. Uh, and, and so I think, I think there's a, you know, like anything, unions are a double-edged sword. And we know that absolute power corrupts absolutely. Unions can be just as power-hungry as big businesses. We need to be aware of that from a biblical perspective. So I think in America, we're, we're dealing with, we're, it is a very unsettling time for us. And there's not an easy answer. We can't turn back the clock and pretend that globalization isn't happening. And I don't think we can really try to prevent it. Um, we could you know, enact more you know, tariffs and things like that to make it difficult for foreign companies and so forth. But again, I feel like at, at best that's going to protect one segment of the American economy, but ultimately in a way that will not be the most efficient and will actually stifle growth. Uh, and, and globalization is putting the pressure on us to, to be more efficient. And I think probably some, some good news maybe for some of us is that outsourcing it has its benefits, but I think some companies are realizing, well, we may have taken that too far, and maybe time to kind of go domestically again. One more thing about outsourcing. One argument that I've heard is that it's actually saved domestic jobs. Companies that were going to go under because of outsourcing were able to stay alive and well, and they were able to, serve, to save maybe about two-thirds of domestic jobs. And that, that's something to consider as well as we look at this. Now, another theme about globalization is these big businesses, that they're, they're going multinational, and in many cases, are they answerable to nations? Are they answerable to the laws of the land? And, and that's the concern that these big businesses are exploiting um, the, the workers and, and so forth. And another issue that comes up with that is to what extent should big businesses be involved in the political process? And the concern is that big businesses can spend so much money to influence lawmakers and so forth, they really shouldn't have any say in the political process. And I think, again, we just have to be nuanced in this discussion. We can't be self-righteous. Um, Scripture tells us that evil, greed, corruption, arrogance, those are not the conditions of big business, first and foremost. Those are the conditions of the human heart. So any human being is, has the tendency to be that way. Big businesses should not be exclu excluded from the political process because they sometimes fall prey to greed and corruption. Because you know who else falls prey to greed and corruption? Politicians, unions, lawyers teachers groups, and so forth. I mean, you can list all of them. All of those groups, all those, quote, special interest groups that are trying to influence the political process can all fall prey to greed and power and corruption because they're, they consist of human beings. And remember that businesses are taxed. Lawmakers make laws that sometimes, you know, are not in touch with reality. Again, we talked about how rules and regulations are stifling. So businesses have a, have, a, have a right to be represented in the process. They have a right to fund political candidates and to get their message out to the people. And by the way, you know, looking at the Tea Party movement, for whatever else you can say about it, in many cases, it, 
a lot of political movements are funded by just the little guy where they pool resources and they hire lobbyists and they get their voice heard too. So it is a competitive market and to, to, to keep one segment out of the political process is actually to make it more unjust and more undemocratic. So consider those thoughts uh, for this section of the course. Thank you.